Thank you for joining me for another Quick Hits Conversation. I'm Dr. Robin. With me today, I have Michael Vincent. He's the co-host of What the Truck podcast and president of Ocean Plastic Technologies. He's into melting faces and saving the ocean. <laughs> I have Gary Fredericks. He's the CEO of On Point Partners, where they provide back office services for small businesses. I have Terry Hill. She's the co-creator of Emerging Entrepreneurs Academy, where they introduce high school students to entrepreneurship and business ownership. The question I have for you today, how do you tell during the interview process if someone is a good fit? Terry, kick us off. The first thing that came to mind is, do I like them? Mm. I, ha I have to say, um, fitting them into a culture, whether or not I, I feel like they will embrace the environment that they're going to be working in, that they're going to be interested in this environment. The skill sets are secondary to me. It's really the feel of the person, you know, how do they interact? How do they interface? And if I feel like I have a bunch of candidates that I think are very worthy, I will then pass them on to people in the positions where they're going to be working simultaneously mm -hmm. so that they can get a feel for how they would, you know, interact with their cohorts or coworkers. I have to say, checklist is great, but at the same time, if, if they don't feel like they're a fit, they're not going to make it the cut. I agree with everything that you just said. And I think the checkbox, there's a lot of people that say, hey, I just look for culture, but that's, that's, that's baloney. They're still, they're still checking the boxes. They got to have the skill sets that you're looking for, right? I mean, they, they do, but culture may be the thing that puts it over the top for someone, or, or maybe if the skill sets are equal, the cultural fit puts it in there. And I don't know how you get that other than having other people interview them and maybe even having them interview some of those people interview them or maybe have a lunch with them or something uh, without the checklist, right? Just to have those mm -hmm. conversations and those personal one-on-one -on -one type of situation. Looking for those ways to explain without exaggerating the negatives or the positives of what the culture is or the business is to get a feel so that person is actually interviewing you as well and allow them to do that and let them know that you really want them to do that because you, you're 100% right. Many people and managers who are, are looking for employees and in interviewing, they're looking for the person that they want. But the person they want is someone who also wants them as well, right? So mm -hmm. giving them that opportunity and making sure they have that opportunity to figure that out is really good. The dangerous part is, is hiring somebody who's desperate for a job because uh, you can, you can put on all kinds of faces in, in desperation to, to get what you need, right? That, mm -hmm. That's one of the dangers. I, uh, I've been in many different industries along the way. Wall Street was my first one. I used to do stress interviews just to mm -hmm. see how a person would react. You need a certain kind of person to be able to do that job. Now I do behavioral interviews and I use their responses, how much of a response they give and what else they say. Some people will just say, you know, well, here's the answer to your question. I don't want those kind of people. I'm looking for people who want to be leaders, who want to want to do the extra, extra work. And as far as, you know, whether I like them, that's not as big a deal for me. Now, I'm interested in productivity, but it would be nice if I liked them. <laughs> it would be nice if I, you know, felt some kind of... Uh, relationship that I could go sit down and talk to them. But uh, for me, it's a, it's about how they react in the interview. And I make the interviews a little hard sometimes so, you know, just to see how they react. I'm thinking about interviews that I've had in the past and 
a cut. There are a couple of jobs I took that looking back, I'm like the interview had all the red flags that that wasn't going to be a good, a good fit for me. I, I, I think back to uh, really the, the first interviews not the first interviews I had, but for a first real job, right? Mm-hmm. It, it was for a major trucking company where they don't exist anymore, Roadway Express. It was over the course of three days and they were two hour long interviews and they were crafted by a industrial psycho- psychology firm. It's, it's called the Star Effect. Right? You sat in a chair, it had no arms. You were four feet away from the desk in front of you. There was one person in the room and they sat down and the first day, first interview, first person literally said, I'm going to ask you a series of questions. I want you to give me a situation and action and a result. And that's it. Those are the only instructions you got. And then they started asking questions. And at the end of the two hours, you were thanked and left and you came back the next day and the next person just started asking you questions. It did not save the instructions again but you were graded on that situation, action and result, every single question. And they were the exact same questions in all three in different orders. Oh my goodness. Um, And later I was trained on it and everything. And it was specifically to look for a specific type of person. At that time, when you walked on a roadway dock, like in the eighties, everybody there was a former college athlete and very, very aggressive and, and, Mm -hmm. and athletic and wanted to be president of the company. It eventually came up to bite them because you had all these people who were vying for the next level job and not anybody who was just good at what they were doing and happy with what they were getting done, which you need those employees to. So it really was a great idea that just, that was the wrong thing to do. Right. Can I, can I speak to Gary's approach to interviewing and the differences? Cause ours feels soft and fuzzy as opposed to his seems more intentional. I will say it really obviously depends on the position that you're hiring for. Right. Yeah. So depending on the quality, do they have to work with others? Is that, is that really, really important? Is teamwork important or are they very independent? Are they going to be working from home? Is it just a productivity issue versus whatever else issue? I think, you know, there's leeway in how you interview or the type of person you're going to interview, depending on the interaction or interdependency among the people in the organization. Now, I like to say, if they're working with me, I want to like them. Because if I don't like them, I will, it won't Mm -hmm. be uh, and it's not conscious, but I know subconsciously it won't be a pretty, pretty picture. Yeah, I, I agree with you, except when I'm hiring people that are going to work in a department for a manager, I'm more interested in that they have that spark, you know, than I have it with them. But yeah, uh, oh, I, I want to be able to trust them. I want to be able to put them somewhere and say, I need you to do this job and trust that it's going to get done. That's what I want. I think everybody I hire has to demonstrate to me that they've been able to work in teams successfully. I remember my my first job. Uh, I was on Wall Street. I had three three eight hour days of interviews to get that job. That's crazy. That was crazy. And I do feel yeah. like what we're saying is that if you're going to find out if someone's a good fit, you have to understand what fit means for your organization. Yeah, exactly. True. I feel like too often people go into interviews blind, and then they wonder why they don't hire the right person. Mm-hmm. And that's a great point. But I have a question for you, Gary. You say you purposely make them difficult. And I don't disagree with that. I'm not downplaying that at all. What, I, what, my, what I'm interested in is if you give somebody a tough question, if they don't have the right answer on the top of their head, is it better in your mind for them to say, can I think about that for a minute and come back to that question or for them on the spot to try and make something up for you? It depends on their answer. If they say, can I have a minute? Yes. It's that. I would rather them do that than give me uh, yeah, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah. if I ask a question and say, tell me about a time when you were working on a project that failed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
well, I never worked on a project that failed. You know, bang, that's the first. Yeah, one of my weaknesses is I've never experienced failure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what I used to do when I interviewed a long time ago, my goal was to make sure that person knew who I was and what I was good at. Yeah. And I would actually stop interviews where, you know, they're going down this road and I'm like, yeah, I, that's not me. In my career, I've, I've gotten maybe five or six associates of mine hired for jobs that I ended up not wanting because I wasn't the right fit. So I would just mm -hmm. say, look, I'm going to stop you now and waste any more of your time or my time. But I do have some names of people I can give you that I would vouch for. And I, I also feel like as I've gotten further along in my career, interviews have really changed yeah. mm -hmm. in the way that mm -hmm. people interact with me before they hire me or work with me. And part of that is, is I'm, I'm now a consultant. I'm not an you know, in-house person, but I do feel that the, the further along you get in your career, the more that the interview becomes a conversation about who are you, what experience have you had, uh, when has this happened and what did you do and how do you manage people? But I do feel like some people are really good at BSing that and they get in and you're like, this is not what you said in the interview. That's hundred percent true <laughs> and a scary thing. One of the things that, that, that I look for, which is, is really good in an interview is like you said, Gary, those type of open-ended questions. And that's, I learned that from my training at roadway under that star system is that tell me about a time or situation where you had, where you failed or you were involved in a project that failed and how you handled that. The further back that they drew on their experience, the better. In other words, the, the younger they were, the better. I've had people uh, utilize uh, situations from, from high school. And I was like, okay, that's, that's really cool. You can learn a lot about somebody by what they remember and wh what actions they took in a difficult situation. For instance, when they were in junior high, how early on did they start developing those personality traits that maybe you're looking for in that job, especially in a leader? Yeah, oh, that's awesome. Well, that is our 10 minutes. So I'm going to have to cut us off there. Thank you so much for having this conversation with me. I do feel like I learned a little bit about each of you and that is always a blessing. So I'll talk to you each again very soon. Thank, Thank you. you.